Hey, so many of you who listen to this Let's Parent on Purpose podcast don't go to the letsparentonpurpose.com website. And uh, because of that, you might miss out on something that I am offering as a just a free gift to those who listen over this uh, Christmas season. Every year I'm asked by people, what are some good gift suggestions for uh, their children, for students, from with whether it be a, a spiritual gift or just something with a little bit more meaning, um, what might be some good things that won't just be throw away that can add value to life? At, at the same time, I think of that for not just my kids, but some adult members of my family as well. So I've put together a little PDF of meaningful gift ideas that you might uh, think about this Christmas. A couple of them are books that I really like. Some of them are, are different journals. Some of them are toys that uh, my kids have found helpful that aren't just your normal um, promotional toys for, for different things. Something beyond Legos, as much as we love Legos. Uh, but if you have any interest in all, you're looking for gift ideas for whether it be adults or other family members, if, if you go to letsparentonpurpose.com, uh, you can download that PDF as a free gift, and all it's going to cost you is I'm asking for your email address. Now, I have a lot of your email addresses anyway, but I'll be upfront with you. This is specifically for a Let's Parent on Purpose email list. And, and the reason that I'm doing this is I've been asked by some different people to potentially write, um, whether it be a, a book or something like that, based on some of the different stuff that we've gone through and talked about. And uh, and I would like to do that. That's my goal for this coming year. But I know that one of the steps is kind of to develop a platform, to develop a, a group of people that would be interested in that or at least would help tell people about it. So from what I've studied and learned so far, one of the first things I need to do is get together a, an email list of those that actually value the, the work and the content that I produce. So I'm offering this little gift guide uh, in exchange for your email that I will not sell to anybody. I don't know who would buy it, and I will not share with anybody. But occasionally I'll send just different updates of things that have helped me in parenting and also keep you updated as far as uh, if, if I can get something written this year that might be a, a compilation of some of the best of the parenting uh, blogs and podcasts that we've done. So if if you're interested in that, go to letsparentonpurpose.com and you can download that and then hopefully it'll be some help. Also, if you've got any good ideas for gifts that you think other people would, would find valuable, uh, share those with me and, and, and I might just update the PDF and add to it. So thanks so much for that. And if you don't want it, don't go get it. Hey, this is Let's Parent on Purpose. I'm Jay Holland, and hopefully in the next 20 minutes, you'll be more equipped and encouraged to be a better parent to your kids and maybe your grandkids, maybe your neighbor's kids. I tell you what, it's hard to believe, but we're here. We've entered the holiday mini marathon season, and I'm, I'm personally excited about it. My family, we're traveling to India uh, in December and going to visit a bunch of orphanages and churches that our church our church and our family has been involved in supporting. And I'm hoping to make some really cool podcasts while I'm over there interviewing different people who God has radically changed, who've come out of a lot of different backgrounds. I have a lot of orphan friends uh, who are now grown up and are pastors, and I'm hoping to bring a, be able to bring some of their stories back. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, uh, my Christmas season in the United States is, and Thanksgiving season is going to be compressed to get everything in. 
And uh, maybe you are starting to look forward to that time with anticipation, excitement, and perhaps a little bit of dread, depending on your family circumstances. Uh, I, I know that Christmas, Thanksgiving, it's that time where it's so fun to be together. And at the same time, we wonder why in the world do we do this? Uh, some some of us who've moved away from family, uh, you, you're going to go back home and you're going to spend time with, with relatives and you're going to try to cram in a bunch of visits or these massive visits with everybody and have some expectation of catching up with everybody in the world when they're all in a flurry together. And sometimes it's it's even harder if you haven't moved away from home and if, if you're you and your spouse both live in the same area, but maybe with a little bit of distance because you're trying to balance Thanksgiving and Christmas traditions with your family and their family. And, and instead of being a super happy time, sometimes it's just this really contentious, stressful time. Added on top of that is the fact that a lot of us, as we have grown, uh, just have grown in different values and and things that are important in our life versus some of our siblings or our cousins' lives. And, and that can create real conflict as, as you go back together. Uh, there's a reason why large fam- families really only get together at Christmas and Thanksgiving, and that's because it's really complicated to be together like that. So what I'd like to do today is just spend a little bit of time um, talking about a strategy to help you get through this holiday season with as little anxiety as possible. Um, so I'm just going to talk about 10 steps that you might think of that will help you to to have a good plan, to have, have a, just hope of meaningful family time together and ways to manage and balance all of the all of the complications that come with thank, thank you Jesus that we have families thank you Jesus that we have extended families not everybody gets that but at the same time uh, families are really different and sometimes you know being with those who share our bloodline and last name can be the most stressful thing we do all year which is why we only do it once or twice a year uh, and and I say this yeah, I've 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 actually been in. Uh, I had a previous marriage. My my first wife is in heaven. I'm married now. I've had really good family experiences, and actually enjoy being together with with our extended families. But even in our cases, the families are so big that there's a lot of anxiety that goes with it. And and sometimes I think, man, I would love to be with. 25% of these people at any time, but when you get them all together, just the, the anxiety goes through the roof. So some of this is is helpful if you have uh, difficult family members. Some of it's helpful if, if you just don't share the same values as your family. And some of it might be helpful even if all of those things are good, but just there's anxiety of being together and, and trying to bend everybody's expectations. So so here's 10 steps, 10, 10 suggestions Take one, take maybe two if you're super needy and and see how they help you. So the first one I would say is just release yourself from the guilt of thinking that you're going to please everybody. You're you're not. Uh, Just remember, you don't even please yourself all the time. And you probably shouldn't because some of the things you demand from yourself are unrealistic and unhealthy. 
The same thing goes for your family members. Sometimes the things that they're demanding of you are unrealistic and unhealthy, and you can't do them. And even if you could, you shouldn't do them. So release yourself from that guilt and release yourself from – look, the only way that they – can manipulate you, and that is if you let yourself be manipulated. Um, if you really need, if, if this is a huge issue for you, there's actually a book called Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud, which I absolutely recommend, and I can't think of a better time for you to order it and pick it up than right now um, as you go into the holiday season. Uh, Boundaries, you can buy it on Amazon, or you probably buy it anywhere. It's, it's such a good popular book. Number two, stop sabotaging the peace of all the days leading up to your family gathering. So... Uh, You know, a lot of times what we do is we're going to be together with family for an afternoon. Sometimes, you know, in in my my current situation, we have – let's take uh, Christmas, for example – uh, or Thanksgiving, they kind of work the same. They're, there's a big meal at one house, and there's travel. There's a big meal at another house. So some of these gatherings literally are like two to three hours, maybe four hours. Some of them, if you've traveled to be with family, it might be a couple days or even up to a week. But whatever it is, it's a finite time. And I think one of the things that's absurd is how often do we project and and grab the worry and anxiety of that time and pull it back to today. And we end up sabotaging a lot of peaceful days that were not in those situations. And they end up kind of wrecking and skewing our whole holiday season because we live so much in anticipation of that finite, uncomfortable time. So stop sabotaging the peace of today. Live in today. Thank God that you're not in those situations every moment of every day. And when they come, they're just, they're not that big a deal. They're going to start, they're going to end they're not that big a deal. Uh, number three, make a plan and then aim to stick to your plan. And then when you can't, walk in grace when your plan doesn't work. But I, I, I'm one of those, I'm kind of a perpetual planner, obsessive planner, and most of my plans don't work. But just the very fact that I have some kind of starting point, some kind of plan helps me to to navigate. I, I don't mind when my plans don't go through. I I struggle when I'm kind of feeling um, that I'm flailing aimlessly. So I'm not a hyper controller, but I I don't know. Having some kind of idea of walking through things uh, is is really helpful to me. So some of the things that you can plan are, are you know that certain situations are going to come up. You know that certain conversations might happen. You know that you're going to be around certain people. So um, I, and I wrote these out. If, if you want to go, this would be a good one again since you're going to go get that gift on the blog anyway. Uh, let's parent on purpose.com. You, some of these questions that you might want to ask yourself. Um, how am I going to calendar these next few weeks with enough margin to not run ragged? So what are the important things I have to say yes to and what can I say no to so that I have margin and enjoy this time? Uh, how am I going to coach my children for some of the unsavory experiences that they might encounter with extended family members? Uh, not every family member has the same value system as you. We don't raise our kids the same. How do I coach my kids to be in and around them but not be sucked in and not be shocked sometimes by the things that happen? Um, how, let's see, knowing that I, I don't trust this particular person in my family, how am I going to make sure that my children are not left in vulnerable situations for them? Look, family sometimes, actually the most abuse that happens happens with people that we know, with relatives, with family members. And if you have a radar about a particular family member, especially an extended family member, you you fight for that radar. 
you know, it's, it's not like you have to make a big scene and expose everything, especially if you have no proof. But but some of you, you've grown up in situations where you know bad things happened. You know sketchy things happened. And you need a plan for how am I going to not let my kids get in isolated, vulnerable circumstances with these people? And, and honestly, if you can't figure out how to avoid that when you're all together, then just don't go. I mean, seriously, don't go. You don't have to be at everything. And, and I think, think of it like this. Like if, if you know there's no way to protect your kids from something that they're going to experience because of the chaotic situation in the family, uh, you know that somebody in that family might be mad at you for not coming. But how mad are you going to be? How devastated are you going to be? How much is it going to wreck your kid? If you know that and then something happens, so plan ahead. And if you can't plan for a way to have good boundaries and good protection, then just don't go. Let them be mad at you and you'll thank Jesus that you listened to your radar. A um, couple other questions. How am I going to redirect conversations with grace when they go down gossipy pathways or destructive pathways? You know, that happens a lot of time in family where they want to catch us up on all of the dirt of somebody else in the family. And you don't need to hear it. It doesn't help you. So if you have a plan on how to, as soon as you see that train coming, how to get off that track and how to help take the conversation on another track, then... Uh, you know, have that plan ahead of time. Have two or three different conversations or things you can bring up like, hey, did you know that such and such happened? And or, hey, I've been wondering, how did this go with you? Just get them off the track. And after you do that two, three, four times, if if they notice and catch on, maybe you'll avoid the conversation. If they say, hey, you keep interrupting me, then maybe that's the time where you say, you know what, honestly, I'm I'm interrupting you because you're talking about things that I don't want to hear. Like, we don't get together much. I don't want to hear a bunch of negativity about my friends and family. I want to hear what's good. And so that's why I keep diverting you. And maybe that it's a graceful conversation. Uh, a couple more. How am I going to lovingly hold boundaries when this particular family member tries to guilt or manipulate me? Uh, how am I going to love and support my spouse as they navigate the difficult people and the different people in their family? You know, you're a team. Remember that. You're a team with your spouse. Uh, I'll get into that a little bit later, so I'm not going to talk about that a lot more. Uh, number four, intentionally instill a time of personal worship and gratitude for you and your immediate family. So you've got this time leading up to Thanksgiving, going through Christmas, where it should be the greatest celebration time of year. Um, but because of family stress and obligations, a lot of people live in anxiety with it. So intentionally schedule times of, of gratitude. Add a gratitude list that you add to every day during that time. Add a time of special prayer and praise around your breakfast table or dinner table. First thing when you rise up in the morning, last thing before you go to bed at night. Spend time in intentional gratitude and let the Lord lift you out of the anxiety and heaviness. Um, another one, number five, don't miss the teaching and training opportunities within your own family. You know you're going to be around difficult people. You know that your family members have different values than you do sometimes. And your kids are sharp. Your kids are, are perceptive, and they catch this stuff. So instead of ignoring it, instead of pretending like it doesn't happen, have unemotional, natural conversations ahead of time and be like, hey, we're going to be around such and such, and I know that they operate their family different than us. This is why we've chosen to do ours this way. And, you know, it, it could be... 
we believe that uh, Jesus is center. We believe that Jesus is king. And, and because of that, we've chosen to live our life this way. And our life involves some sacrifice and our life involves some self-denial that, um, you know, this family member has chosen not to. And sometimes you can point and say, and see, these are the consequences that they've had in their life, and we're trying to avoid that. Sometimes you can, you might have to say, I know you don't see any consequences in their life right now, but but we remember that we're built for eternity, and so we trust that the Lord's going to reward us, and we pray that by our life and example, that these family members will actually turn. Um, you might have to have those conversations as well about why you don't go around certain family members and say, you know... As the Bible says, if possible, so as far as it depends on you, be at peace with all people, and we haven't been able to make that happen, so we've had to separate. You don't have to go into every sort of detail, but I think one of the things that is a shame is in we don't we don't expose our kids to the honest struggles that we've had in our families, and then they're flying blind when it happens to them. So I want to coach them on it. And sometimes we want to tell them, hey, if, if I could do it over, this is how I would have done it different growing up. This is our hope for you and your siblings so that it will be different. Um, number six, don't go to your gatherings just to get through them. Go seeking to be an instrument of grace to your family. So instead of just like, you know, clenching down and trying to endure it all, Go with some intentional uh, chances to thoughts of how am I going to speak grace and encouragement into these people that might be difficult for me. Uh, number seven, bring your other family members in as best as you can on the plan. Remember, if it's hard for you, it's probably hard for some of your cousins and siblings and other family members. So maybe talk about that ahead of time and say, hey, uh, this when we get together, I love everybody, but just the being of everybody in one space raises my anxiety. And I've been thinking through ways that we might be more intentional to have an enjoyable time and not a chaotic time. So, you know, can we work on... Um, a family memories project together? Can we get together and adopt a family that we know is in need and everybody bring a piece of what we want to give them for Christmas? Do some things that, that will involve the other family members as much as possible so that you can be a team together. And when I say other family members, I mean not just your kids, but anybody who's willing in your extended family. Uh, number eight. Yeah, I'm on number eight. Uh, think of ways that you can be others first without feeling resentful and manipulated. So, you know, you're not just trying to shape your Thanksgiving and your Christmas to be all about you, because truthfully, it should be all about God. And the, the Bible says, love God with all your heart, love your neighbor as yourself. So I want to think of ways that I can be others first, but in being others first, I'm not going to be manipulated and twisted all over the place. So you need to think of specific ways. How can I be others first and uh, help serve them without taking on their guilt and their codependency and, and all of that? Uh, number nine, don't add to your spouse's stress by guilting them over their family. Uh, you're a team. Hey, the only family member that your spouse chose was you. So don't make them regret that choice. I'm just kidding. Um, but no, actually, I'm not kidding. Don't make them regret that choice. Don't project guilt on them. They can't control their family. They're doing the best they can. Seek to be a team together. And finally, number 10, uh, pray for your family. Actually, before I go to number 10, number nine, if you've done that in the past, you've guilted your spouse over time with their family, you need to repent and apologize and tell them, hey, I want to be on your team. I know this is hard for you. Please forgive me. And um, how can I do better this year? How can I support you? this year during that time. 
Okay, now finally, number 10, pray for your family. If you start now intentionally praying for every member of your family that you're going to be with, praying not just God help me to endure it, but praying God's blessing on their life, I promise you it'll go better than you could ever dream because you're seeking to involve the Lord in the hard things in your life. So 10 things, hopefully one of them, maybe two of them, maybe even three of them will be helpful to you. And uh, let me know what kind of strategies you have as well to uh, navigate your family holiday time with joy and as little stress as possible. Maybe I can pick up some of those to help along my way. Hey, that's it for today. Don't forget to go to letsparentonpurpose.com and get your free guide, gift guide to some meaningful gifts for different family members for these upcoming holidays. This is Jay Holland. Uh, Let's Parent on Purpose is a ministry of Covenant Fellowship Baptist Church in Stewart, Florida. You can check us out at covenantfellowship.com. You can also get in contact with me at jay at covenantfellowship.com. Let me know any thoughts or ideas you have for podcasts, gift ideas if you've got them, or any questions or anything like that. Thanks so much for listening today. And I want to remind you, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Don't give up. And the holidays are a marathon, not a sprint. Don't give up on them either. Uh, We'll talk to you soon. Have a great week.